I actually did a little survey on my, my social media because I wanted to ask, like, what are some things that inspired you that caused you to be a part of this industry? I don't know if you'd kind of like me to share a couple of those things. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it was just super fun because a lot of people, and I was kind of shocked by this, the majority of the answers were not income related. They were not money related. They were actually relationship related. They were the encouraging environments. It's just absolutely amazing to read through some of these. Love helping other people with their health and dreams. You want a company that's going to foster a culture of helping others. So this industry can transform and leveling up as a professional. That's by one of our traditional business owners who chose to, to partner in home business. Amazing. Be a student, be committed, learn your craft. I came to Trinot with the intentions of helping people while being able to supplement income so that I could stay home with my son. There's always a reason why, right? Behind the what. And it's the why and the who that really matters the most in choosing where your home's going to be in home business. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders. Jeff Belville is a top earner globally in a network marketing company. He is here to bust some myths about network marketing and social selling. With the possibility of a recession on the horizon, people are looking for answers and ways to create more income for their families. Welcome. Welcome, Jeff Belleville, to the show. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Lori. <laughs> Full disclosure, Jeff is a mentor of mine, and also he is a top earner globally in the industry we are going to be talking about. So, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and giving us a little bit of, what should I say, enlightenment? My pleasure. We're going to have fun today. In the beginning of the year, I sign up for a lot of these challenges with people that are gurus, they're millionaires. What I'm feeling and seeing is almost every one of these challenges, one or many of the speakers are referring to, they won't predict, but they're referring to a possible recession. And we watched it in COVID. We watched people really struggle. And so in my heart, I just want to give people another way that they can earn money. And the only way to do that is to kind of bust some of these myths about network marketing. And as a leader in this industry, I feel like you can really shine some light. Like for instance, one of the things we always hear people say is it's a pyramid scheme. So can you talk about that? <laughs> Absolutely. It's an honor to share on, on, on this topic. It is been such a blessing for my wife and I, and I'm actually 15 years in the space, 10 years full-time. When I started right out of the gate, 18 years of age, I was hearing that same stigma. Today, I'm hearing that same stigma. And it's so interesting to me because the reality of our industry is that in terms of sales in the U.S., according to the Direct Sales Association, a home business or network marketing, whatever we want to call it today, represents... $42.7 billion of retail sales. Just in the U.S. alone, there's 7.3 million people who are a part of this industry. And it's fascinating because that also doesn't include the 44.6 million customers that are attached to those 7.3 million distributors, so to speak. And so this is a very large industry. I think globally, it did about $183 billion in sales in 2021. When people say, is it a pyramid scheme? The first thing that I always think of is the fact that there are regulatory bodies that regulate every kind of industry you can imagine. But for ours, 
the FTC calls what a pyramid scheme, basically a company that does not have a product or a service. And so it's something that is a bit of an educational breakdown, Lori. And I feel like it's such a simple way to educate on, on why uh, this can be a very powerful thing for the average household or the average family who's wanting to maybe make up for what we're seeing and maybe in the inflation category or spending's gone up a little bit. Maybe wages have stagnated. Is this a valid option? And oftentimes you'll have someone, I actually am kind of an inner skeptic myself, which is kind of funny, uh, but you'll have those people, probably, is this a pyramid scheme? No, no, because there is a, a valid product and service being provided that is adding value to people. And when you look at it that way, you're like, oh my gosh, well, okay. If it's just a hierarchical thing in terms of having someone at the top making all the money, and then you know, I would recommend looking at virtually every corporate structure there is. Church structure, anything hierarchical, <laughs> you're going to see a similar shape. Lori, I get a kick out of watching some of these anti-MLMers on YouTube because they, they crack me up for one. It, it, it's actually kind of entertaining. But another thing is, is they try to say, well, it's not the same. Well, the interesting thing is I joined my company currently when they were three years in and uh, we were able to build to the top of this thing. We weren't there at the very beginning. We had someone actually join just three years ago who actually exceeded our rank and hit the top of the company because of their individual efforts, work ethic and drive and desire. They had just this massive desire to go create something for their family. And so I think it's actually the opposite of a pyramid because I personally believe there's more room at the top and there is at the bottom. That was going to be my next question. We hear that all the time, only the people at the top. And yet what I have seen is such an empowerment Oh, absolutely. We joked years and years back that network marketing is like personal development program with a paycheck. And I appreciate that because I'll say my entire career, I, the person I've become because of what I've learned and the leadership and, and every the culture that this industry, this environment that it creates for people to win, I would trade every dollar I've made for who I've become, because especially when you find the right company, because compensation drives behavior, you want to have a place where basically the compensation plan rewards being a good person. That's where some of these stigmas come from. We don't judge all used car lots based off of the one used car salesman that we had a bad encounter with. We don't, we don't not get insurance because we felt weird about an insurance agent one time because of their maybe lack of skills or lack of tact in business. We can't judge that entire industry based off of a small experience. We've got to take these things into account when we're looking at a whole industry. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to make those generalizations. One thing that I think has really shifted for the industry is COVID because it pushed us all online. So can you talk about how that has actually expanded and made it easier for people? It's actually been kind of a gold rush network marketing through what many are referencing as the COVID bubble because so much business was driven online. Processes, you know, before COVID, we didn't know Zoom. Like now everyone's like, oh yeah, Zoom, let's hop on Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there's been a total shift and it's been beautiful to watch. 
with that pivot comes a lot of change. And I think now kind of moving into 2023 and beyond, there is a little bit of a fatigue in terms of the online because it went so far. It's like the pendulum swung really far one direction. And I'm a little bit old school in the way we've built in person, designing what that hybrid model looks like going forward. But the DSA came out with this report and it just shocked me that 77% of people are looking for flexible at-home income. That's a 2020 statistic, but I don't think that that's changed much in my personal opinion. I think we've seen a a desire for uh, people to create something on the side. I mean, you think of Uber, right? Uber's whole business model, and you can listen to the CEO talking about the entire landscape of why that grew as fast as it did is because they built their model around helping families create an extra $500 a month in their household. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Not everyone wants to go drive Uber, but I think this is a a valid industry for anyone who's willing to work hard, who is willing to put in the effort and to learn and fail forward and grow in an environment that not everyone's going to make money, right? Not everyone's going to win big, but there are those who are willing to put in the work. And I think that's the differentiation right there is... If you're willing to work hard, I mean, I think you can make almost anything work, right? And I think the beauty of this is you can find your place. Like, if you want to get to this place and stay there, you can do that or you can go higher. And one of the things that I hear people say all the time, and I'd love to hear your comment on this, people say, well, I don't do sales. And I think about just with the Top Gun movie coming out. How many people have told everyone they know to go see it? Now, don't tell me you don't do sales. So can you kind of address that? Yeah, sales to me, I would fit myself into that category all day long because I actually was and have kind of grown out, just become more of an ambivert now. But when I started in the industry, I was the shyest person you'd ever met. I didn't end up going to college. I didn't have a big social structure. I didn't have all these connections and things. And and I just can remember back to that that initial thought of oh man i'm not good at sales and and i think that sales is anytime we connect the dots with people in terms of bringing real value to someone whatever that definition represents for each of us is individual to us right we've all had an experience where maybe we felt a little slimed because of someone's approach or spammed the neat thing is is with this industry you have the freedom to be you that was really inspiring to me that it doesn't take a high powered pressurized salesperson to close the deal you know it's real people talking to real people about stories stories of impact stories of meaning and value and i feel like if you can tell a story like we all kind of know how to do early mm-hmm. on in life then i feel like that's more important than having these high powered sales tactics and strategies. This is the people business. If you talk someone into doing something, it's not going to last anyway. But if you can come from a a real heart place of helping the person in front of you, that's going to mean a meaningful customer. And that value is going to continue blessing each party. I think I would hope our objective is in the industry of home business. I like what you said about that spam or that slime where people feel like they're getting tricked. And what always amazes me is like 
we have the ability to say no. When somebody reaches out to me about something and their direct sales, like I, I bought a jacket online this this last month. I bought a really great, I guess they call them shacket now. It's a, a shirt coat. Have you heard of that? All of it was because of direct sales. I'm sure they're network marketing companies, but I the per, I liked the person and I, I trusted them and I loved the product. So I think, why wouldn't I want to, even get more things from people that I know and trust. Right. And I, growing up in an entrepreneurial household, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in America today. And I, I love that concept of word of mouth. I grew up watching my dad's business, 100% word of mouth. My mom, 100% word of mouth. They lived and breathed off of referral business. And I think that there's a power behind that. Because let's be real, not everyone's going to do network marketing the right way. Like there's going to be some bad apples in the batch. And we're constantly like, hey, let's not make that health claim. Hey, let's not make that income claim. Because each of these amazing stories that we do have the pleasure of being a part of, it does include hard work and effort. And we don't want that hype culture that gives our industry such a bad name and a bad rap. Honestly, I believe what we have is so good in and of itself that we don't need to twist that. And so I think for me, the word of mouth concept and doing business with people that you know and, 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 and appreciate, I think that that is just the beauty of, and I think we're getting back to it. Small Business Saturday, you're seeing the poor local. There's a huge movement right now to support each other because of the isolation era we were a part of. It's a beautiful thing to be able to support people. And, and so you're seeing this affiliate marketing, like Nike just launched their affiliate marketing side of what they do. Amazon has been doing that for a long time. You know, you see this affiliate marketing side to our industry as well. That is just supporting people that you know. And I think that that's beautiful. So we're talking with Jeff Belleville. He is globally one of the top earners in network marketing. And thank you so much for being on the show. I want to make sure that you get to tell us what your company is, what you love about it. And then maybe you can help us understand if somebody is thinking about it, what's some criteria to help them pick a good place to land? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I think there's really four pillars to finding an opportunity that fits you. The first pillar is going to be leadership and culture. You've got to have a company that knows where it's going and you've got to have people behind the wheel. I prefer that have a background in traditional business because you don't always want the person who's a little bit more emotional and rah-rah steering the ship. So that's one thing you've got to really look at culture. I remember working with John C. Maxwell on this book that he put out about our industry, uh, The Power of Five, and uh, just completely was blown away by his comment that culture eats vision for lunch. So that first pillar is important. The product has to serve a real need. I believe we're professional problem solvers in this industry. And, and when you have a product that is going to be ordered every month because of the goodness of that product and the impact it's making in their life, you don't want a product line that is just going to be self-consumption by distributors. That is like a red flag to me. The product line's got to serve a variety of needs and be standalone in, in the power of that. Now, the third is compensation. You want to have a healthy customer to a distributor ratio. For our company, it's like 
eight customers to every one associate, so to speak. And I love that. I think it's very powerful. Now the compensation's got to reward people on the front end, meaning that brand new person without skills, like in life, we all, every one of us goes to school to learn a craft before we enter a career. And in network marketing, it should be no difference. We go to school to learn how to be professional, how to how to really grow a, a business like this. And so the comp plan needs to be able to pay people up front in terms of acquiring customers and also have some fun bonuses that motivate you to move outside of your comfort zone. And then of course, you've got to have a healthy back into that compensation model so you can aspire to grow into something that can meet more than just getting your products covered or having those things covered. And then leadership and culture, products or services that are meaningful and value. And then a compensation plan that rewards all activity is very, very important. I think the reality behind our fourth, the thing that I would definitely look for is to have an event culture, to have the right kind of team, the right kind of leader. That is kind of a part of the equation as well. When we found our company, almost seven years ago, I was blown away because there was a absolute, it, it's, it's hard to explain the feeling that I had when you find home, when it checks all the boxes, when you've been praying for a miracle so to speak, in, in health and wealth education. For me, that was very, very profound. We've seen families from all walks of life start in this industry. Uh, and it's funny, Lori, because what I did is I actually did a little survey on my, my social media because I wanted to ask, like, what are some things that inspired you that caused you to be a part of this industry? I don't know if you'd kind of like me to share a couple of those things. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it was just super fun because a lot of people, and I was kind of shocked by this, the majority of the answers were not income related. They were not money related. They were actually relationship related. They were the encouraging environments. It's just absolutely amazing to read through some of these. Love helping other people with their health and dreams. You want a company that's going to foster a culture of helping others. So this industry can transform and leveling up as a professional. That's by one of our traditional business owners who chose to, to partner in home business. Amazing. Be a student, be committed, learn your craft. I came to Trinot with the intentions of helping people while being able to supplement income so that I could stay home with my son. There's always a reason why, right? Behind the what. And it's the why and the who that really matters the most in choosing where your home's going to be in home business. It's not necessarily about the what and the how. And then of course, you have people who just want to do this kind of philanthropically. It's really kind of fun. Flexibility, be your own boss. Someone said, fire my alarm clock. I love that. Car payment. Those types of things that can really make a major difference in people's personal economy. I would say the final thing, the fifth pillar would be the system. Um, you've got to have something that can be that kind of university for brand new people who have no experience in the space. Teach them best business practices. Let that system help people duplicate their efforts. That is one of the components that I feel like can be missing a lot of the times is raising people up in the right practices so that we can honor the profession, honor the industry that has blessed so many countless lives, not just being a spare time, part-time thing, but for some of us, 
being a blessing uh, in terms of a long-term solutions. And the one thing before we go that I want, I really want you to expound upon this if you want. For me, what brought me to this industry was when I was a single mom, I just needed some products and I wasn't expecting to make money, but I got my products for free. And that was before social media. And then when I came back to it, it was because of a product that changed my life. Everybody noticed and everybody started asking me and I was like, oh my goodness. And before I knew it, it was taking off because of the credibility and how it had worked in my life. So my why when I started has really shifted. When I thought about having you on, I wanted people to know that not only is this legit, but it's practical. So if you could just kind of wrap up with your why and how it's changed and maybe why you have stayed because you've had plenty of opportunities to not be in this industry. My original why was related to just owning my time. I feel like when we're all just honest about what matters on this planet with the time, the, the very small amount of time we have here, and any of you who have maybe been through some traumas or some tragedies like we have over the last handful of years. Every moment matters. I recognize that my why has always centered around that. I wanted to bring my mom home and, and be able to support retirement for the person who poured so much into me, right? I, that why then kind of grew to getting married to, to my wife, Catherine, and just the, the joy of being able to provide a life without the boundaries that certain traditional employments would maybe be constraining. And, and it just has kind of grown from there. And now over a decade later, it's so much more about supporting families in really fixing realities, funding dreams, and helping people retire into their passion and purpose. I understand that this industry is not for everyone. It's not like we're out there trying to convince people to do this thing. But I think there is a genuine desire in people today. They're looking for something more, that fulfillment factor. I talk to people from all walks of life on a daily basis, and it is wild to me just how hungry people are to be in an environment that is rewarding, that is doing something that makes a difference. That's why in terms of staying, I, I don't think I could ever even fathom, I think I'm pretty un- uh, employable mm-hmm. <laughs> this point because we just I could go into all the ways that it's supported a particular lifestyle but I I think you get the point is by helping a bunch of other people like Zig Ziglar said you know get what they want we'll never have to worry about what we want that's a beautiful thing I think more industries need to have that heart so we're we're grateful every day we wake up feeling like kind of we're still in a dream. <laughs> And the reality is we worked very, very, very hard. And what you can't see when you see a success story in network marketing, it's like that saying, an overnight success is 10 years in the making. You've got to understand that anytime you see that hyped up post, that there, there's a, a sacrifice and a price that was paid. Is it worth it? 100%. What has kept me in the space is seeing people win in their health in their wealth and in their community. I just uh, appreciate our, our conversation because I do think that there is a absolute value. Next time you have a family member, we've all had that person. I mean, I was thinking about preparing for this interview. I'm thinking, man, think about how Mary Kay Ash inspired a generation of women. I mean, think about the fruit that this industry is really being able to create. 
It is absolutely incredible, the legacy. And so, yes, it's easy to dwell on the people who maybe did it wrong, but let's not forget the people who did it right. And let's think about when someone we know is providing a product or service that matters or that's valued. Uh, let's think about maybe voting with our dollars and supporting that stay-at-home mom, supporting that person with a big dream. The world needs more of that. And our industry is perfectly positioned to be that force in, in the economy moving forward. Super grateful. Before we leave, there's one thing I wanted to point out that I noticed with you and Catherine, I also heard you say today, is some of our top leaders could be done. They could be sitting at home, but they're still investing in people's lives. They're showing up on social media. They're showing up at events. And I love what you said. It's like they don't have to, but they love it. And yeah. I think that that is really telling when people who have already done their thing and could be sitting on their laurels are choosing not to because they're so engaged with the yeah. people that they've been helping and bringing up. You know, one of the things that I just want to mention real quick, Lori, because you hit it head on there is... When looking for a company to partner with, look for the leader that's mission focused because I personally get such a bad taste in my mouth when it's all about the money or it's all about this or it's all about that. If it's mission focused, one of the things I love about what we do is we have a program called Lift Where You Live. And all over the country, every week, there are teams of people going out and serving their community. Lift Where You Live is really a major, major emphasis for, for what we do. And even though it doesn't drive a bottom line, when you have a mission statement like we do about changing a billion lives in our first 30 years of business, first of all, that's a steep, we're going to need some help. You know what I mean? But <laughs> second of all, this kind of outreach ability to just serve people has honestly been one of the coolest parts of, of our, our model and, and the business that we run. And so that's been really fun to see people come alive in these different facets of this amazing, amazing industry. So if somebody is wanting to get in touch with you to find out more, how do they reach you? I'm on Facebook. You can just type in Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, Belleville, B-E-L-L-E-V-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, and uh, shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah, you're really good about responding on Messenger. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I hope we've busted a few myths. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community. 